are you? Mm-mm. Not good. I was like, just, mm-mm. Just, nope. Mm-mm. Silence. No. I'd rather not with the world today. I think that that's very valid. Yeah. And completely understandable. Sorry, I was stretching. <laughs> How dare you? I know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday sucked. Yesterday was... There's there's not really words. No. So we... So it was yesterday for us. Yes. But when this comes out, it will have been about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... The club shooting, or the club Q shooting happened yesterday on November 20th. It's just tragic. Tragic. Yeah, tragic. You've, y'all have had a little bit more time to see, you know, how things have transpired, transpired and unfolded, I guess. Yes. There's, there's not really words. I'm just upset. I am too. You have to worry about your life when you're just going out to have a good time simply because of who you love. Right. It's disgusting. And this is a club that that I used to frequent. And I I mean, you would frequent it with me. Mm-hmm. And and I can't imagine. I, I, I just, just, I can't. I can't. And it's one of the more welcoming places I've been where you're, there's zero judgment. Zero. The zero people, judgment. God, the fun we used to have So much there. fun. And it's just... It's just such an inviting atmosphere and it's loving and accepting and non-judgmental and and for fun. And for people to be afraid to go into that atmosphere now. It it hurts. It hurts on a deeper level. It just you know, I mean it's not only is it impacting those directly involved, mm-hmm. the families, the victims, but it's also impacting the people who have yet felt safe enough to come out. Yeah. Because it's not just, oh, I might come out and my parents might not accept me. It's, oh, I might come out and now have to fear for my life. Correct. Yeah. And it's 2022. Just for being who you are. Just for being who you are. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, fortunately, there have been a lot of... People that have come up with GoFundMes and Mm -hmm. donations for blood drives and lots of other options, especially if you're unable to donate any money, because I understand that, you know, we understand that not everybody is in a position of privilege to be able to donate money as much as they'd like to. There are other ways that people can help, and um, we definitely plan on having those linked. I think we had them linked in our last week's, and we'll probably Mm -hmm. have them linked in this week's as well. Yeah. Um, you can check out our Instagram and we'll have links for that as well. Our Facebook, all of our socials will have links on how you can help. Yes. It's hard to go into stories about. I know. About Karen's because about they just seem so insignificant after that. The mundane things in the world. You know. When something this tragic happens. Um, but, you know, we are essentially a comedy podcast. And if yeah. you need something to brighten your day, we are here for that. <laughs> we are. And, you know, us talking about the mundane Karens and everything, it's not to try to just gloss over what happened. Absolutely not. It's just... But. We're just, we're here, we're here in that aspect. If you are not prepared for a comedy podcast, then <laughs> come, come back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not in the headspace, completely understand. Right. It's, it's a difficult time right now. Um, but... That being said... <laughs> Hi, I'm Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, I'm Kat. Lynn. <laughs> it's Sorry. like, who are you? Who am I? That's the question. Oh. Who are we all? Mm. When do you really decide who you are and what you want to become? You know what I am? A, A me- cat? No. Well, yes. No. <laughs> I am a meat sack full of bones floating on a rock through space. So you're a meat sack full of calcium. Fine. And blood. And I'm full of a lot of things, ma'am. Yeah, but you said bones. So I'm like, yeah, but if you really just want to be like, yeah, I'm a meat sack. Well, you're a meat sack. I'm sorry, that was really mocking. I didn't mean it like (laughs) that. I'm a meat sack. (laughs) I mean, so I'm a meat sack where my meat brain just decided to meat mock you by my meat cords moving in a certain way. (laughs) We should stop saying meat. (laughs) 
snort. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm embarrassed. You're a meat sack. Mm-hmm. Full of a lot of stuff. Full of... Mostly full of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm Lynn. Welcome. And I'm a meat sack full of shit. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Crying in the Walk-In. What a doozy this one is. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? Bad days. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, mine's mostly just, I mean, I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm just kind of going to just roast the place. Yeah, go for it. I'm just, I'm just here to roast it. I'm here for it. I just need a little drum. I got you. You just did that. Yeah, you're welcome though. I got you. (laughs) Thanks for always having my back. Of course, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm always here for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so tell me. Where where is this place? What is this place? Well, what did you do there? Basically, <laughs> I was distracted by the cat. So basically, I worked at. I mean, it was it was a breakfast place. It was another one that was a second job. Okay. Um, I was working at the seafood place, the seafood restaurant, the majority of the time. Right. And I was working at the breakfast place mm-hmm. in the mornings. Okay. I started there because it was close to home. Okay. At the time. It was really close to home. Um, I had been there a couple times with my grandmother mm-hmm. for lunch. We would go there again, close to home. She really, you know, liked going to restaurants that she was familiar with that weren't far. Um, she's got dementia, so she would... That was in the beginning stages of it. Okay. It was close enough where she still knew how to get there and get home. Okay. So we often frequented that. And just with it being so close, I was like, well, this is a perfect reason for me to work here. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Yeah. Small place, family owned. Seemed like it was always busy. So I was like, that's good. As right. As serving. Right. So I go in one day and um, because it is a smaller place, I just go in and I say, hey, are you hiring? You know, introduce myself. She says, they're not. But that she'll do an interview with me anyways. And in my head, I'm like, well, it kind of sounds like a waste of both of our times, but I'm not going to say no. Right. I'm not going to say no, because one, that's rude. And two, potentially, you know, I could get hired. Right. Which I did. Right. But still in my gut, I was like, if there's not any room for me. Why are you interviewing? Why are you interviewing? Why are you going to hire? Whatever. Anyways. (laughs) So I go through the interview process, which was a little stumbly and awkward. Ended up being mostly her just talk about. It was a big, her stroking her own ego. Like, this is a great place to work and here's why. We're really a family here. And I have learned through my own personal experience and people's may be completely different. But in my personal experience, red flags and alarms just start signaling whenever people say, we're really like a family here. Okay. In my personal experience, every single time that's come up in an interview, I have ended up leaving the job and it has been rough. So, <laughs> I see it a lot. We're like a family here. And I used to say that whenever I would tell people, like, you want to work here. Because I really meant it. Like, some of those people I really did care about. But families can be real toxic. And I feel like a work family goes hand in hand with not being able to choose your family. Especially when it's yes. your manager. Okay. But we must... if if Okay. Okay. So, here's my thing. If restaurants are like a family, then they're from they're from Alabama. <laughs> There's a lot of family members sleeping with each other. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways. 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 So So it's like a family there. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. A very dysfunctional one. Which I mean, your point is very valid. A lot of families are dysfunctional, or at least have every family has its thing. Mm-hmm. But good night, nurse. So um they it was a, a couple that owned it. Um, the husband did more back of house, which is really just being in charge of the kitchen. Okay. And expo as well. So he would put the final touches on the food, check it before it got sent to the table. Basically the last, I mean, the person who ran the food was essentially the last check before it hit the table that everything was correct. Right. But he was the one who put the final touches on everything. Okay. Garnishes, butter, made sure it got sent out with syrup if you ordered pancakes, all that good stuff. 
And so he was back of house and she was front of house. So servers and host, bussers. Um, he was not terrible. I mean, he just was a very passive personality. I don't think he was fit for the job that he was given. Being in the heart, in the, in the kitchen, that's that's kind of a hard job. Oh, a thousand percent it is. It's a much different atmosphere than it is being in the front. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And it you have to have thicker skin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have to be okay with people just hating you. <laughs> you do, though. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the guests up front who, who hate you or who get Karen on go Karen on you, they they go home. Yeah, they leave. Right. You don't have to go home with them. The employees go home and then they come back the next day. And they're still mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they don't hide it. No. Yep. Yeah. So that would require discipline. That mm-hmm. would require confrontation. Thick skin. Like, just all of that. All of it. And he did not have those traits. Mm-hmm. Or. That's unfortunate. Or, I mean, let me rephrase that. He didn't when I came into the scene. Okay. He may have at some point and just had given up. I don't know. I have no idea. But in the time I was there, he did not have those traits. Yeah. And it was affecting every aspect of the restaurant. Okay. She was confrontational in the passive aggressive way. She would not tell you what it is that she had a problem with. You just figured there was a problem based off of her actions. You don't like playing the guessing game with your managers? I tend to not enjoy it. No. 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 It's definitely not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. No. (laughs) I'd say no. It's not. So we agree for a day for me to start. Okay. Okay. So I, I went in for my shift and then she tells me, I'm sorry to have to do this to you and just bring it on to you. But we just had someone walk out yesterday and quit. She yelled. She threw a hissy fit, basically. Mm. And she quit. And in my head, I'm like, ooh, yikes, that's a red flag. Yup. Big time. And it was someone who had been there for a while. <sighs> she said, I'm sorry to do this to you, but we're short a server. Can you just serve? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a breakfast place. Menu's probably pretty easy to learn right off. It's kind of big. But, was it? But yes. Yeah. It was. But also. But also. What the fuck? What the fuck, right? <laughs> so so this place has, um, it's really common now. At, at it, So it has iPads okay. or iPhones that you order on and it sends it directly to the kitchen. This is much more common now. Right. You see it in a lot of chain restaurants now. Right. This was not as common then. Okay. To the point where you had to kind of explain to a lot of people that you were not just on your phone. You were actually ordering their food for them. Especially old people. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, um, (laughs) she has me follow her for one table. That's my training. And you say it's not difficult because it's a breakfast place. Sure. Whatever. Relatively easy menu. Nope. Yeah. For you and me, yes. Sure. For her, absolutely not. What the f- That's what I'm saying. I was embarrassed for her. Oh. This is going to be my new boss, and she comes up to a table. She didn't have an iPad. She didn't have anything to write on. She couldn't remember what they ordered. Stop. Didn't trust me whenever I told them, told her what they ordered. It was something super simple, like two black coffees and oatmeal. Like... Basic, basic, and she couldn't remember it. She came back, she forgot stuff. Like, she stood there awkwardly while the iPad was booting up. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, it was painfully awkward. I could feel, I'm getting embarrassed thinking about it. Like, just imagine this, sitting down to get breakfast. The owner comes up with a new employee, and they're just standing there. She wasn't even trying to make conversation. No. I'm like, how socially... I'm socially awkward, okay? Yeah. But... Right. But uh, you don't <laughs> just walk up to a table and stand there. If somebody, it was so bad. I don't know what I would do if somebody did that to me. I'd be like, hi, I'm Kat. Are you a server? Right. <laughs> like, can I help you? <laughs> yeah. So... I, I was caught in this, in this weird moral dilemma of... Do I take over and give these people actually good service so that they leave and they come back? (laughs) Like, they don't feel like they walked into the twilight zone. Right. (laughs) Right. Or do I just be passive because this is my new boss? Right. How? I didn't know what to do. How awkward. 
Also, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Was this boss the same boss that you had at the hotel that would just come in baked and make omelets all day? Because no. it sounds like her. <laughs> no, it's not. What did you want in your omelet? They're <laughs> like, we ordered oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to empathize and tried to put myself in her shoes and try to understand why and how she was running her restaurant the way she was running it. Okay. I came up empty handed. <laughs> Maybe you can help. Nope. I don't know. Because I still. Oh, there's more. I had. I, so. Okay. That was my first day. Okay. But. Um, so she was a little. Um, unique. Okay. Passive aggressive. Rude. Very wishy washy on things she would say. So a fantastic manager. A thousand percent. Yeah. Ideal. Manager green of the year flags award. All around. <laughs> Just constant green flags. So like I said, she had a lot of like weird, um, a lot of weird ways that she ran the restaurant that I tried to understand. Okay. That's a cat against my leg. Hello. Can I help you? Go lay down. So I tried and I tried to understand her thought process. But when I started really realizing that I don't think I could understand her thought process and I greatly disagreed with how she was running the restaurant was shortly, I mean, only a couple months tops that I had been there that I realized this. We were really busy one day and this poor host was up there by herself and she was young. A lot of our employees, the host or in the kitchen were technically minors, but they got the, this, the signature from their parents saying that they're able to work. Okay. We have a cat trying to get comfy on one of our laps. That's not your wine, sir. No, sir. <laughs> so we had someone who was hosting who my guess was 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. She's up there and there's a lot of people on the wait. A lot. And they're getting angry. Okay. Because they've been on wait for a while. Mm. And what I overhear is a grown man coming in, probably 40s. I don't know. I'm really bad at guessing ages, but 40s. Keep in mind, she's like 14 or 15. Coming in saying, how long is the wait for two? And she says, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to give you a quote. And he's like, what do you mean you're not able to give me a quote? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm not able to give you a quote. And he's like, five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. How long? And she just repeats it. And he walks away, pissed off, sits down. And I walk up and I just kind of gently tell her, I'm like, hey, so I don't know. I don't know. You might already know this. But whenever I started hosting, if I wasn't sure how long it was going to be for a table, I would just overquote them. Mm-hmm. I would say if I thought maybe it might be 30 minutes, but I really wasn't sure, I would say it's probably going to be closer to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. I know that. But the owner told me I'm not allowed to quote people. Oh. Okay. The kicker, the restaurant was half empty. And we were staffed enough to handle it. So why were you on a wait? So why were we on a wait? Why was she not allowed to quote people? What is happening? Riddle me this. (laughs) Riddle number one. You must answer correctly to pass. What the fuck? I turned into a troll. I don't fucking know. Sorry. Like, what the fuck, right? I I literally, my jaw dropped. What the fuck is this lady doing? How is this place open? You have, my, my. How do you, do, what? <laughs> my anxiety is so high right now. Well, apparently there's two. Apparently. Stop it. We had a little kitty tussle. So, Meow. I don't think anybody That's knows me. this. Well, <laughs> that was my other cat, Lynn. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, so I just <laughs> stared at you. <laughs> That's me. I have two cats, and I do not lock them out of the room while I record, which is maybe... No, it's not a mistake, because it's, should we close that door? It will be wor- way worse. They'll be at the door, mm-hmm. and then jiggling the door. Anybody who has cats knows. Really understands. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have cats. Well, mine are great, so... <laughs> They are. We'll post a picture of them. We will. They're adorable. They're little shits. And I love them. I love your cats. Mm -hmm. I love them very much. Louie. 
my tuxedo man. And always Jasper. dressed up. Yep. He's always ready for a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, and Jasper. He's, and Jasper. He's not a cat. He's actually part pug. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe linebacker. It's un, It's unknown. <laughs> the way he walks is just so adorable. He doesn't walk. He stomps. Mm-hmm. Do the Jasper stomp. <laughs> he stomp. He stomp. He do the Jasper stomp. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> back to... Uh... <laughs> back to running a restaurant into the ground that somehow is still open and I just don't understand why. It hurts my brain. So, there was a new employee... That was training, in quotes, training okay. for host. Did she fill out the application that day? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I legit would not be surprised. So she's, quote, training for host. So she's following the owner. Right? So the owner is being the trainer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? I'm just picturing how this training is going to go. Right. They walk up to the host podium and she just stares at him. While her brain reboots. <laughs> just... So you're not far off. <laughs> That's not, you're not terribly Hello. Not, right. There was a little bit more communication, but you're not terribly off. I was trying to make a joke. I know. That's the sad thing is that you're not that far off. Okay. Awful. So in my, I don't remember if it was interview or first day or what have you. She explained to me. That you can either process payment as a server yourself for your table, or you can do it kind of like Cracker Barrel style. Cracker Barrel style. I said that weird. Say it again, but faster. Cracker Barrel. Nope, not like that. Crack- cracker Barrel style. <laughs> I don't know why it's Southern. Cracker Barrel style. <laughs> exactly. Oh me, oh my. Oh me, oh my. Just can- take it up to the front and buy yourself a pie. Can I get a sweet tea? <laughs> What has this turned into? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Well, this new person was training with her. So basically just following her, kind of learning the lay of the land, what have you. She just had this new person focus, and I'm not exaggerating, for the majority of her shift on just taking payments. Why? I, I don't know. People would come up to be sat. And the owner, like you, like you said, would have like a buffering going on. And then she would basically tell them like, sit down, I'll be with you in a second. What? Uh-huh. Instead of just seating them and coming back. Control issues were insane. She wouldn't leave this new person by themselves to process payments. I don't understand what her deal was. How are they still open? Oh. So, um... She obsessed over having this person super trained on taking payments, not on seating. Side note, we literally pay for things daily. You put your card in the little machine, you pull it back out. <laughs> You're pretty much trained on this oh from the God, second. Oh my that is such an aspect I did not even think of. You, you literally do it daily. Like, Walmart, yeah. King Supers. You do it yourself sometimes. Gas station. At a restaurant. That's an aspect I never even thought of. What a degrading piece of crap. Here, let me show you how to pay for things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I literally don't understand. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Control issues. There's so much more that you could be learning as a host. There's so much more you could be doing as an owner. Yes. Do you, I, there's no reason okay, wait. an owner should be micromanaging people how to pay. Do you know why? Because it's the one thing that she knew how to, how to do. I think that's exactly what it was. Here, I know how to teach you how to pay. Because <laughs> I don't know shit else that's going on in here. I can't take orders. Don't even know how to turn on the iPad in the right amount of time. Couldn't find one that was charged because I don't know how to plug them in at night. She knows how to smoke a mean blunt, though, and make an omelet. No, that's not her. I was like, you're getting them confused. Stop. You're going to confuse our listeners. So then... I took to heart that I can I can cash out my tables if I wanted to. I prefer to do it. But you didn't spend an entire shift learning how to cash people out, Lynn. So That's you, probably why she... You um, don't know how. I guess not. That's probably why she yanked the book out of my hand and said she was going to cash them out up front. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was so offended. <laughs> I'm just trying to like wrap my brain around what what she was thinking. 
Oh, I've tried. Please tell me if you have an answer. All I can think is, oh, I know how to do this. Let me do this. (laughs) But it wasn't, I know how to do this. Let me do this. It was, I know how to do this. Fucking back off. It's mine. (laughs) Like, that was the energy. Not the positive energy of, yay, there's something I can do. It was... I know how to do this. Deep-seated insecurity of, this is the only thing I know how to do. Don't take this away from me because this is how I prove that I'm actually worth anything. (laughs) I'm really overanalyzing her, but I have spent a lot of time trying to understand her thought process and have come up completely empty-handed. I don't know. All I can picture is, like, a little mouse in her head just running. And it's, like, really happy, but then everything that comes out of her mouth is just not (laughs) just... (laughs) The mouse is like, we know how to do this. We know how to do this. She's like, I know how to do this. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just was a nightmare, dude. The Every day I left frustrated. She just pissed me off every time she worked. Which was all the time. Her Go I- home. <laughs> she had such control issues. Fucking delegate. Come on. Her actions just don't match, like, what she's doing, though. Like, what, what she's... I don't know. So her actions scream to me as someone who has never worked in a restaurant before. Yeah. they. She sounds a lot like my boss from Metal Muffins, if I'm going to be honest. So my comment that I made to you, I don't, I don't remember if I made it to you or not, but I definitely thought it about Meadow Muffins was sometimes partners should not be running a restaurant or a bar together. No. This was the, the example I had in mind when I said that. Mm-hmm. Was this was not a situation where they should have been working together. Um, because they really seemed like they did not like each other. When one was not listening, all they did was talk shit about their partner. And I'm like, that's an issue in your marriage and also an issue that you're bringing into your business. Because what you're telling your employees is, I don't respect this person, so you don't need to either. One of the final straws was I waited 40 minutes for pancakes, bro. 40 minutes for pancakes. And you know what the kicker was? Was not just that I waited 40 minutes, but there was, that was the quietest kitchen I've ever worked in. There was zero communication. That, okay. So whenever I say that the the husband wasn't great at, at being back a house, this is the example I have in mind. I was waiting 40 minutes total for my pancakes by the time they came out. That very, very easily could have been expedited by him saying, hey, I'm dragging, so I'm missing some a side of pancakes. It's been a little while. Do we have an ETA on those? Mm-hmm. I need them right now. I need them to sell, which means I need them this moment. They're missing it on the plate. Let's get those out. What do you need from me? Right. Communication. Nothing. He didn't say a single thing to them. He didn't say he was missing a side of pancakes. He didn't say he needed a side of pancakes. He waited till another order came up with pancakes and took the pancakes from that. So then the next order that had pancakes was then missing. So rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Guarantee you that somebody else was missing pancakes and he took yours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like so. So it just was a cycle that just got repeated. What? Instead of just communicating, no one said anything. What? How are they still open? That's what I'm saying. She told me when I brought up that I think that there's not very much communication between the front of house and and the kitchen. It just seems like there's a disconnect. Yeah. I mean, I brought up to her, to her attention that I waited a long time for pancakes and we didn't take anything off their check or anything. They left pretty unhappy. Okay. And she told me, well, our cook is all we have. He's stuck through us through, through everything. We can't do this without him. Okay. And I was like, well, that's another red flag to me. Right. Because as an owner, I feel like you should never, maybe we learn this from, we'll have her on here eventually, but yes. maybe, maybe I learned this from Lulu and I, I really think I did, but she's a really close friend of ours and she was my boss for a long time and she was Kat's boss for a while as well. And she's become a very close friend of ours and best boss I've ever had. Honestly. honestly. I mean, I've learned so much from her and because of her, I do have high expectations as well. Yeah. Uh, she set the bar really high and I'm, I'm grateful she did because high. it helps me know my worth in the workplace. High standards just all around. And I, I learned from her. If your name is on the building, mm-hmm. you need to be responsible. You need to be able to not be indebted to any one employee. Right. 
if some if you can't run that business without that person, it's quick for you, it's time for you to learn their job. Yeah. Because then they have a power over you. They call the shots, not you. I hear her. I mean, anytime that I was ever afraid to let somebody go, whether it was in the middle of a shift or in the beginning or what, whatever, don't be afraid to let that person go because whatever it is that, that they're doing, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to do it perfectly, but you can do it and you need to not be afraid to just let that person go if it's going to better the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Thousand and, percent. And I've lived by it. I, right. I still ask myself every day, what would Lulu do? <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly. Well, and, and having that mindset creates a strong, successful manager and leader. Yes. She was not. She was too terrified to get behind the line and, and cook anything. He wouldn't ever do it. So they just let this cook who had given up. I mean, it literally sounds like something from Kitchen Nightmares. The cook had given up, didn't give a shit anymore, had zero drive, did whatever he wanted, cooked his own food halfway through the shift. Like, you know, just zero communication. Ran management. Just, yes, and did whatever he want, and no one had the the balls to talk to him about it. He was really mean to a lot of the people there, and no one addressed that. No one addressed how much of an asshole he was to people. No one addressed anything. Instead, they addressed, let's focus on payments. And that was whenever I looked around and I was like, I, I don't think the money's worth it. I wouldn't be surprised if that place wasn't open for much longer. The employees there can't be happy. They weren't when I was there. No. Mm-mm. Sorry. No, you're fine. I wanted a sip of root beer. <laughs> How dare you? I was parched. You're drinking root beer and I'm drinking wine. <laughs> it, it is one o'clock in the afternoon now. It wasn't. Yeah. It, and it, I haven't been drinking for an hour. <laughs> What? <laughs> I've been drinking for an hour. Oh. I was I was being sarcastic and it just went over my head. Yep. Heard. You're pretty though. Thanks. Yeah. And you know what else I am? Hmm. Smart enough to run payments. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. you got that going for you. Oh yeah, I can run payments. That's and... more than most people can do. We I don't di- know. We didn't learn that ever. Mm-mm. You yeah. know what I think she should do? Hmm. She should offer a free seminar. <gasps> You're right. Like a whole, no, no, not just a seminar, but like a three-week course <gasps> on how to this just genius. run payments. The first Eight hours each The course. first week will just be taking the card from the guest. <gasps> yeah. This is a great idea. Yeah. I should call her up. You should. The second week, we'll be putting it in the machine. And the third week is the hardest week. It's what to do after the payment is done. Oh, man. We might have to extend it to four weeks. Uh, and the fourth week would be, how do we handle unexpected interruptions? Yes. Right. Yes. So, so just the whole week focusing on when someone speaks to you, just stare at them. Mm-hmm. They really focus on perfecting that stare, the blank stare. Yeah. What the fuck do I do? Well, you need time to just process what they're saying. You're right. Yeah. I usually take a good, like, five minutes to process. Right. This could be a multi-tiered thing. So it could be for X amount of money, you just get the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. With just a little bit extra payment, you get the full seminar. <laughs> this whole podcast is really like five hours. It's just us processing constantly what each other is saying. And, and we, we just stare at each other. And we edit out all those stares. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Oh, God. <laughs> what an editing nightmare. It's fine. <laughs> You gonna ask me what I'm gonna talk about? No. No, you don't wanna know. Mm mm. It's a bad day. Tell me your bad day. Is this. No, nah, I'm okay, thanks. I was like, before <laughs> you tell me though, I was like, I don't even know. Is this just like an event of multiple bad days or is this like one bad day in particular? I was like, I don't really know too much going into this. this tell me. This is one bad day in particular. Okay. Um, a little bit of backstory. Mm hmm. So. We love a good backstory. Uh-huh. Set me up, Queen. Yes. Yeah, I got you, girl. Thank you. So I had worked for this company, the seafood company, uh-huh. for a year. And then they made me a supervisor. And then about eight months after supervising, a management position opened up. And they asked me if I wanted to be a manager, and I blatantly said no. <laughs> so supervising is basically assistant manager. Is kind of the best way to think of it. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cool. At the time, you weren't trained to like open or close a restaurant. You were just trained to run the shift with the manager on duty. Okay. 
and you would run through volume and volume is just the busiest time. Right. right. So you have your lunch volume and then your dinner <clears throat> volume. Right. And so I had been doing that for about eight months and then they offered me the management position and I told them, no, thank you. Appreciate it, but I'm good. And they bugged me for about a month. Um, talked to my husband who, who wasn't my husband at the time. He was just my boyfriend. Talk to your then boyfriend. Yes. Um, and we decided, you know, maybe it would be a good step in a direction. You know, I, I, at the time I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, well, what could it hurt? If I hate it, I'll just quit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I remember that mm-hmm. conversation along the lines of just, if you hate it, so what? It's a job. Worst case scenario, you just stop doing it. Right. Right. It's not like you you have a blood oath with this company. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Right. You quit and you die. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I eventually told them yes and gave in. And it was, it was really hard at first because I am a very passive person. I had no idea how to how to get people to do what it was I was needing them to do. Because in my eyes, asking, telling, I I didn't realize that you could ask someone to do something. Without, but you're not really asking? Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was, I need to tell this person to do this. Hey, go clean this table, was how it was coming out of my mouth. But it wasn't how I was intending it to sound. Okay. So like if I needed to go clean a table instead of saying, what would you say now? Now I would be like, hey, Lynn, could you please do me a favor? Will you go clean table 54? Okay. As opposed to, hey, table 54 is dirty. Can you go clean it? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying. Let's see an example. Yeah, that's fair. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. I see what you're saying. Essentially what I'm trying to say is I hadn't found my management voice yet. No, I get that. I was young. You were were new. You were young. I was 25. One of my first shifts by myself in the first month that I was managing, we were 200 guests over projection. And what I mean by that is we have a set amount of guests that we're projected to do for the day. Based off of? Based off of just prior years. Right. Okay. So the computer basically just takes an average and gives you right what you can, within reason, expect to see. Right. So okay. like on Monday. Obviously it's not foolproof because no one has a fucking crystal ball. Right. 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 And so this one particular day, let's say we were estimated to do 150 guests all day. Mm -hmm. This is used to project how much food we're going to need for that day. So we're not over making food or under making food. Right. That makes sense. Right. So this particular Thursday, why did I say it like that? Thursday. (laughs) Well, gosh, golly, this particular Thursday happened to just get us all in a tussle. I was in a tizzy. (laughs) So this particular Thursday was 200 guests over what we were projected to do. That's a lot. It is. Do you remember how many you were projected to do about? I think it was probably around 150. Jesus. You said that. Yeah. Sorry. No. Wow. It's good. Like, so when you are not expecting to have this many people come through the door, you're not prepared in any kind of way. You don't have the proper amount of staff. Mm-hmm. You don't have the proper amount of food. Mm-hmm. Like, you you just... Prepped, you should say. Right. You don't have the proper amount of food prepped. You don't have... You're, you're not prepared. Mentally, no. physically, none of it. No. And for a brand new manager who basically has no idea what the hell she's doing, this was a lot. I had a supervisor with me. Mm-hmm. My supervisor was super sweet and super chill. But that was almost worse because what I needed was urgency. Yeah. There was no like, there was no pep in her step. There was no sense of urgency with her. So everything that, sorry, no, to me, I understand sometimes it's nice to have that calm in the storm, but in those kind of situations, I feel like what you need is someone who seems like they care. Yes. And a lot of times when someone is overly calm, it comes off, whether they intend to or not, as though they don't care. Right. And when you're drowning and you care so much, you need someone else to be like, hey, I got you. I also care. Let's get through this together. Right. Right. So I just, you know, she, I'm trying to run the heart of house. 
the kitchen. Mm-hmm. She's trying to run the front of house, it's managing a new manager. That's so hard to run the kitchen like that. It was it's just crashing. But I was honestly more terrified to run the front of house at that moment to deal with people who were upset. Yeah, mm. because we were running out of everything. Mm. And and then all of a sudden, and I had no experience in and, the kitchen at all. I had no idea how to grill, fry, broil, saute, mm-hmm. bake bread for that mean. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't prep anything, so I didn't even know how to run backup, which is a, posi- a position that you use to prep food on the fly. You need to, like, have a good sense of the... the. So when you say prep food on the fly, I guess that this needs a little bit of a backstory on explaining how a restaurant kitchen even works. Right. So you have your... Your person who's cooking, but so that they don't have to make everything. Like when you cook it at, at home, you you can prep your stuff, then cook it, and it takes you an hour. Right. The reason restaurants are able to get it out so quickly is because they have a lot of the food already prepped. So right. all they need to do is send it through the broiler. Right. And so usually, like, a restaurant will not run out of one to two items a night. So you have someone on that position that you were saying, which is the backup one where you... Right. And they're trained on it. They know how to make things quickly, which right. is on the fly. You need it right away. It mm-hmm. needs to be done quickly. I need it to sell, which means I need it now. Like right now. <laughs> um, you know, we were doing okay. I had somebody working in backup, but they were trying their damnedest to keep up. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> then my grill master, the person who basically runs the line, he's in charge of the grill and in charge of everyone else on the grill comes to me and tells me we're out of linguine. And to run out of pasta <laughs> at a moment where you're running out of literally everything else, <laughs> you don't have 20 minutes to boil fucking pasta. Like, you can't go to the table and tell the guest, hey, I'm sorry, so the entree that you ordered, which is just pasta and some sauce and a little bit of protein, is now going to take like a good 30, 40 minutes. Oof. And so... Oof. Yeah. That's a big oof. And so I'm trying to tell my supervisor. I'm like, hey, we're out of linguine. And I'm she- so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You said pasta. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> some fucking pasta sounds bomb right now. It does. Anyways, I'm so sorry to You're interrupt good. you about my hunger. So I tell my supervisor, hey, we're out of pasta. And her response is, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, I need... Oh, no. Yikes. I need you to feel some kind of way about this. I need you to have urgency. Help me fix this. This is important. I'm telling you because you are basically my next in command and I we need to basically divide and conquer. Right. I need you to make pasta. And as a brand new manager, I'm... Like you f- said, I'm, you didn't have... You didn't have your manager voice yet. No. You don't know how to nope. even really do anything in the kitchen at that point. And I feel like an utter failure. This is my, well, this is my shift. Right. I am the person in command. Right. I set the tone for everything that is going on right now. Mm -hmm. And it is not her responsibility to lose her mind because we are out of pasta. It is mine. Right. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And so I just, I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. We don't have time to cry right now. (laughs) We can cry later. Um, And so... Thankfully, my CGM, the certified grill master, says we do have frozen pasta in the in the freezer. It was from a previous promotion that we had been running. It was corkscrew pasta. It wasn't linguine. Mm. I said, great, let's, let's use, use it. it. <laughs> yeah. It will be much quicker. Let's just use it right now. Yep. I'll start some regular pasta. Yep. And that's yep. exactly what happened. And so I tell my supervisor, I said, hey, I need you to go out and tell the tables their pasta's coming out, but it's not going to be linguine. It's going to be corkscrew. It's a pasta. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the inconvenience, but it's right. either this or you wait 40 minutes. Right. That's basically how it is. Pretty much. Sorry. And so she's like, okay. And I have no idea what she's telling the tables, but she comes back to me and they're, she's like, yeah, they're not okay with that. And I'm like, what do you mean they're not okay? I need them to be okay with that. <laughs> it wasn't an option. Right. This is not an this is Would not you like, rather situation. Right. This is a, this is how it is. Right. Sorry. So we don't have linguine right now. Right. They're getting corkscrew. They, <laughs> they have to be okay with this. <laughs> like, right. Even if they're not, the only other option, like I said, is to either wait 40 minutes or to leave. Because it's not like I can be like, oh, hm, there it is. It was hiding up my ass the whole time. I was like, I, I need you to go tell back to that table and tell them that they are getting corkscrew and that if it's not okay, we will take care of their meal today. She goes, okay. 
and walks out of the kitchen. <laughs> I just, nothing faced her. Which, I mean, good for her, I guess. Mm. But at the time, I just found it so irritating. So I feel like I can see both sides of that. I, I, you know, maybe I was projecting. No, okay, so the way, I don't know. The way I see it is that it's almost like that saying, too much of a good, or too much of a, yeah, too much of a good thing mm-hmm. becomes a bad thing. Mm-hmm. There is an aspect of that that is good. Mm-hmm. You have to have thick skin. You kind of have to be able to let things roll off your back to work in the service industry. You, to be someone who handles guest complaints, you kind of have to have an element of, I'm not going to say not caring, but you kind of have to be able to let things go right. and move on because some people are very hateful. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to let that roll off your back. But then there's just too much of of a good, too much of that. Yeah. And that's what and was happening. Just a lack of caring. That's, that's really what it felt like. Maybe that's what irritated me the most is because it just felt like she didn't care. And I cared so much, so much right. so that I, I was, I was so stressed. Mm-hmm. It was too much mm-hmm. for young cat in a brand new position. I mean, that's like <laughs> those serving nightmares that you have and they just don't It was. End. It was like an anxiety dream. So we eventually get to the end of the night because all bad things must come to an end. <laughs> and I texted my boss, Lulu, and told her, hey, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> but... I cannot have another night like I had tonight. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a sit down with you so that I can better prepare myself for the future when this happens again. So I can. What ha- do I do? Yeah. So I can handle it better because that entire shift ran me. Mm-hmm. I did not run it at all. Right. And it was a nightmare. Mm. An absolute nightmare. And she texted me back and said, okay, we'll sit down tomorrow and we'll talk about it. So. She sat down with me the next day, and we went over everything that had happened. And unbeknownst to me, we were 200 guests over projection. Which at the time, being a brand new manager, trying to learn, that's the hardest part about going into management with no prior experience, is learning pretty much all the office work. Learning how to, like, talk to guests and not even so much run a shift, but learning like the basics of it is easy, but learning what all that paperwork behind it means. Mm-hmm. So the projection, I didn't even know that we were over projection at the time. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a normal day. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to quit, but I need to learn how to better handle this if this happens again in the future. Mm-hmm. Because if it happened once, it's probably going to happen again. Accurate. And it did. Right. And after I sat down with Lulu and had conversations with her and she gave me all these tools that I needed, I I was better able to handle situations like that. And I'm eternally grateful for her. She taught me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have done that job without her. When when I worked for her as a manager, she held very she had high expectations. She did. But she also held herself to very high expectations. She did. She never, ever, I never had her ask anybody do, to do anything that she was unwilling or unable to do herself. There's a big difference between a boss and a leader. Yeah. And Lulu was very much a leader. <clears throat> I'm the manager. I'm the person I am today because of her. Oh, yeah. I respect the hell out of that woman. Mm-hmm. I still do. She gave me my one and only write-up. Yeah. I deserved it. <laughs> I cried. She was fair manager. She was. When I grow up, I want to be like her. (laughs) (laughs) What is growing up? I don't know. Do we ever really fully grow up? Nah. No, I don't think so. I think the moment you really, truly, fully grow up and ignore that inner child is, what's the point? Yeah. I hope I never stop growing. Mm, What a stagnant, sad life. To stop? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many interesting facts, so many interesting things to learn about the world. So many ways that you and I and anybody can just continue to grow day to day. And not just in knowledge, not just in skill, but emotionally. There's just so many things to learn. Why would you not want to continue to learn? I just hope that if you have shitty days in the future, you grow from them. Yeah. What I saw a quote the other day. 
we've lived through all of our worst days in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's true. Thanks. And, and WandaVision. Ugh. In the part where, I mean, the, I don't remember the actress's name, the one who voices Frozen in Frozen and um, is Maureen in mm-hmm. Rent. Mm-hmm. Moo with me. <laughs> okay, it's horrible in the movie and I skip it every time. I don't need you to reenact it. Thank you. Um, the part where her character says to her, like, what are you so afraid of? Like, mocking her, basically. Like, what are you so afraid of, baby girl, or whatever the fuck she says? Mm-hmm. You've already lived all these horrible things. These are just the memories. I was like, <gasps> yo, that just hit me hard. Yep. Thanks a lot, universe. <laughs> just hit Marvel. Me. Marvel. The Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Hitting you right in the feels. <sighs> mm-hmm. But you're right. Yeah. You know, we lived through it. I learned from it. And it's what you learn and what you do with it that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't learn if you don't face challenges, if you don't face hardships. You can't grow from it. You cannot grow from it. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way. Because what you did was you took that time and you said, this is, I don't want this kind of night again. And no. you understood that it was your responsibility to make sure that that did not happen again. Yeah. And ultimately, it is your responsibility because you were running that shift. You were put in charge for a reason. And you took that and you said, I don't have the tools to do it, but I definitely want to learn them. So help me. Sure as shit. It's gonna, I'm going to learn them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you learned them and then you implemented them. Yep. Hey, we're crying in the walk-in and we're just here to give you some life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta um, love it. But please, however, do do love and support those around you, please. thousand percent. Comes back to what we talked about earlier. Yeah. In light of recent events, please. I mean, always, but especially. I, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to just. No, but. no, no. But absolutely. I mean, everything that I say is not is not perfect. But I do say everything with the best intention, and I want everyone to just feel comfortable in who they are, always. What is it from Moulin Rouge? The greatest gift you'll ever learn is to just love and be loved in return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So love and be loved. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Find us on Instagram at Crying In Walk In, on Facebook at Crying In The Walk In, or email us at listeners at cryinginthewalkin.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and remember to support your local service professionals. This has been Crying In The Walk In, produced and edited by Kat Clayton and Lynn Weir, consulting producer Ryan Clayton.